In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. It's The Golf Show with Brian Katrick. He's been the talk of the course today with his huge drives. And Mike Ball. I really am rugged with this. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at 7. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like peaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. Big match coming up, fellas. Gonna be me and the caddy. What am I gonna do? Why don't you try him a little left? And why don't you try back up? Yeah. Give me just a little room. Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. You know, you don't deserve any credit hitting the ball with that swing of yours. Try to hit one with my swing. I'm catching on the ball, right? Moving my head. Yeah. I'm laying it off. Well, that too. I'm proning. When you're not shooting me. I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing feels like an unfolded lawn chair. Step right up, folks. See if you can outdrive the amazing golf ball uh, whacker guy. Help me keep my head down. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! Save me from those double bogey blues. Gunga, galunga. Fine Sunday morning to you. It's the golf show on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Beautiful sunny day. Little on the crisp side. We haven't even started summer yet. How cool is that? It might not actually start until it starts. Well, wouldn't that be nice once? I'm Brian Catrick along with Derek Thomas, and we are pleased to welcome in special guest commentator to the stars, my four-ball partner, Ollie Dean. Thank you, thank you. I don't think I've been called special in a long time, but I appreciate the introduction. <laughs> yes, we are uh, We're glad to have you in here. It's, uh, it's good to have you. It's game day, apparently. It is game day. Exciting week in golf. Uh, exciting leaderboard uh, up at Quail Hollow, so should have a lot to talk about today. Yeah, you... Uh, uh, you worked at SunTrust for a long time. You, you did that. That's your ballpark, as far as anyone's concerned. They can quarrel with that if they want. I'm saying that. You did that. Well, I appreciate that. You built that. Big team. Big team was a part of that. But it was a, it was a pleasure to be a part of, and obviously to be across the street doing this with you this morning is, uh, is really exciting. All right, so we got uh, lots going on in the world of golf with pretty much everybody playing all over the world. Uh, Ed Toledano from the Dogwood Invitational is going to join us. He's told me for the last couple of years that he's, he's not the chairman anymore. Ed Klein has taken over as the chairman, and he's he's given me oh, okay. We're I'm he keeps trying to hand over the reins, and yet it's always Ed Toledano <laughs> on the radio. Everybody's out of town this weekend, and I love Ed. So a uh, friend of the show, Ed Toledano is going to be joining us on the program. Well, that's exciting. Um, obviously, Dogwood Invitational, one of the top amateur tournaments in the in the entire world. So proud to have that in Atlanta, and be great to hear what's going on with the event this year. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's coming up. The PGA Tour is up in Charlotte, three and a half, four hours away. Five if they uh, 
Well, they have never stopped the road construction. Somebody just said something about how my entire it was it was one of the it was one of the foreign PGA Tour players that has lived in Orlando. He says, you know, I've been in Orlando for 15 years, and it's been the road construction has gone on the entire time. And I thought you should try Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, there's no good way to get from Atlanta to Charlotte. You can't. You just can't do it. No. And it just bothers me a little bit too, by the way, that uh, that Charlotte, that 85 doesn't make a straight line to it. Like it doesn't go straight over there. You it misses. It's like Charlotte was supposed to be over here. You get in North Carolina, and oh no, hang on a second, we still got to go 40 miles straight right. Look, why didn't you just put the road over there? That doesn't make sense. What are you doing? I don't know. Maybe Rock Hill was supposed to be the capital of the Carolinas. Yeah, no offense to Rock Hill or Kings Mountain, but that's not where it's at. It's over there. I came out of Quail Hollow. I, I got to play it uh, a couple of months ago. Came out of Quail Hollow, asked my map how to get home. And, you know, I wanted to make sure that we're, you know, at this point you're just worried about wrecks. And uh, it took me straight south down to I-20. Really? Yes. And it was shorter. Apparently. You serious, Clark? Yeah. It took me about two hours to get to down to Augusta from Charlotte. You know, Quail Hollow is on the south side of Charlotte. Right. Wasn't, I guess, close enough to, to 85. Plus, for me to get to my house. Over on the west side of it, and I was going to have to come across, you know, the the perennial left laners in, you know, in Gwinnett. Nobody drives in the right lane in Gwinnett. I don't know if you noticed that or not. It's just the left lane county. It's fine. You know, we got dry counties. If you didn't know that, Ollie, he'll let you know. Yes. Oh, yeah, Brian tends to let everybody the, knows what he knows. We got a left lane county. <laughs> That's Gwinnett. So I looked at my map, and it says, "Hey, no, just come straight south, and you're going to wind up in Augusta, and then and come home that way." It's four hours. I'm like. You can do that? So apparently there is another way to get to Charlotte. I will have to look into that the next time. I yeah, I would never have thought it. In a million years, I wouldn't have thought because it. Because literally it is just an endless row of orange barrels the entire trip. The whole way. Yeah. And there's a Top Golf now in, like, Greenville. And plus it's two lanes. And so you get the tractor trailer side by side trying to make it up the hill, and you're going 45 miles an hour. And seeing open space in front of them, it's very frustrating. It very is a frustrating drive. So we love Charlotte, especially well, love Quail Hollow. Quail Hollow is great. Here's what I learned about Quail Hollow. Quail Hollow uh, was was put together. Johnny Harris is the guy that owns it, but but Arnold Palmer was was instrumental in the founding of it. And they're both golf nuts. Johnny Harris is a is a former Walker Cupper. What did he win? He won. I don't think he won the U.S. Amateur, but he won maybe the Mid Am. He's. I mean, the guy's a player. And uh, won a lot of things. So they want you to play. And I go up there with Taylor Zarzer, who from Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio, and Taylor says, hey, uh, we're going to have a game, and we're going to play fast. And he said, I might, I might drive up next to a tee box, too. And he goes, don't freak out about it. This is just what we do at Quail Hollow. It is a golf club. They are playing, and they're playing fast. And everybody... Seems to know everybody, and there's a lot of gaming going on, and it was it was strong. I mean, it wasn't. You you think of a place like that, you could think stuffy, you could think a little antiseptic. Nobody really talks to anybody. It's more of a status symbol. No, so you and I are members uh, at Dogwood, you know, very roll up the sleeve type of club. Right. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of 
you know, a lot of good players and a lot of matches up at Berkeley Hills. Same thing at, at Pine Tree. You pull in that parking lot, you know you're playing somebody for something, and that guy's going to be pretty good. Uh, Quail Hollow is a mixture of all that. And you can drive your cart anywhere you want. Nice. Which uh, was my favorite part. <laughs> I think Quail Hollow is interesting, and Johnny Harris obviously takes a lot of credit for this, is you've obviously got the four majors, you've got the World Golf Championships, but if Quail Hollow is not the next tournament that players want to win, I'd be very surprised. Yeah, I think I think you got your personal favorites, right? You got your guys that live here, there, or anywhere. Honda Honda Classic comes up, Bay Hill. If you've got ties to Mr. Palmer, but if you take away the personal bias, it's just a pure test of golf, and they do like the golf course. So I think you're uh, I think you're right about that. Well, fascinating leaderboard up there. Uh, local ties: Keith Mitchell, University of Georgia golfer, leading right now. Rory, who's uh, gone through some swing changes, seems to be more committed to the new teacher in Pete Cowan and hitting a fade off the tee. Um, Gary Woodland, U.S. Open winner. Victor Hovland, international player. Uh, Jason Duffy making a a return to the leaderboard. Uh, What are your thoughts on the leaderboard this weekend? I'm fascinated by two of those names. No offense to Keith Mitchell, who I love. Uh, I don't know if you remember when I was playing with that. When I was playing that Mizuno driver, I mean, nobody plays with a Mizuno driver. But Keith Mitchell won with that Mizuno driver. Honda. Yeah. Tournament you mentioned, another one of the top tier, not major championships on the PGA Tour. Yeah, yeah. So he, uh, you know, I love Keith Mitchell, but fascinated by the two guys in second. All right, everybody's going to talk about Rory McIlroy. We're going to talk about Rory. But Gary Woodland, I worked last week, and Gary Woodland was five over through his first seven holes and missed the cut terribly at five over. He, but, but he played the rest of the week at five over, and he couldn't hit anything. He was terrible. And by tour player standards, he was terrible. Uh, that, that start on Thursday by regular guy standards wasn't super hot. I mean, Derek may have only made one double bogey yesterday. He'd have hung with Gary, uh, Gary Woodland for seven holes oh, yeah. down at Innis, Innisbrook yesterday. You'd have beaten him on one leg. That's all I've got right now. So. I'd have had to give him shots. I mean, he was awful for seven holes. Uh, now, the rest of the week, by playing from there, even par, without his best stuff, was very impressive. We didn't see him break a club. We didn't see him slam things down. I mean, he was clearly not happy. I mean, this is our featured group coverage. So we got this guy's beating it all over the lot, and we got him for two days. Oh, great. It's not like baseball. We can't bring the shortstop in and let him throw the last couple innings. We're going to deal with this guy for two days. And we, what we did is, it's fascinating as you watch a guy that doesn't have his best stuff. And for him to come out, this is the next week. In between, he spent a little bit of time talking with Butch Harmon, but that's it. And he's, he's one off the lead. He's been leading a lot of this week. So from almost DFL to almost leading with one round to play, that's a pretty significant turnaround. No, I would definitely agree with that. Uh, And I love his golf swing. He always seems under control. He likes to hit the fade. um, Sets up well for this golf course, um, obviously, as long as he needs to be. And and maybe one of the the most underappreciated major champions that the U.S. has put out in a long time. Um, Certainly not a one-hit wonder. Um, Certainly a guy who's won his share of tournaments, been on the top of leaderboard many times, and, uh, you know, has a chance to, to win this weekend. Yeah. But Rory's the story. I mean, Rory is the story. Um, you think about the swing changes that he's documented, hitting the fade off the tee. This is a guy who, by consensus, was the best driver of the golf ball um, on the planet. 
for a long time and uh, has now committed to some pretty serious changes and seems to be reaping the rewards on a course he's won at twice. One of the things about Rory is that uh, he's just very honest and has always been very honest. And I agree with, with what you said in that Rory was one of the best drivers ever. You know, we're going to Kiowa where he won the PGA Championship by eight shots. It was just a demonstration with that driver. And but he told us with it because of his honesty, he told us, yeah, I went I went after a little bit more distance. This we're talking about the last six months. Rory's been watching what Bryson was doing. And Rory McElroy, who's never been short, I don't know that he's ever been out of the top fifteen in driving distance. Uh at least not since he got skinny and muscly. Uh somebody on Twitter one of the players referred to him as, oh, I, I used to play against Fat Rory. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time ago. He was never really fat, but when he first came over here, he was this soft kid with the long hair, and, you know, he wasn't this, you know, this monster that he is now. But maybe, maybe you know, quote, Fat Rory wasn't in the top 15 in driver distance, but this Rory has been. Why are you, why are you messing with it? And if you're messing with it, you're making a very clear technical error. Why are you telling us about it? But he told us about it because he was messing with it. And he thought Bryson might have been onto something. And Bryson might be onto something. And he wanted to go get it. He got a little round. He was hitting too many draws. And he couldn't control the draw. So much like Gary Woodland, as you said, he's going back to the fade. And it is working this week. It is definitely working this week. Um, he actually mentioned in the interview that he felt that the new technology in the driver made it harder to control a draw. Um, do you think that's accurate? I mean, do you feel that way? I wonder. I mean, you play. What do you think? You you like to hit that draw. I do like to hit the draw. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it, uh, as much shaft technology, if you, uh, you know, the, Lee Trevino said it way back in the day. He said, you can talk to a fade, but a draw won't listen. You know, at the speed that these guys are swinging it, you're trying to measure up all the, the kick points and whatever. Not, it doesn't even really come down to the driver face or the ball. If that shaft is a little out of position at these speeds, it just does seem like a, a club head coming from the inside that compresses the ball, and the ball stays on the face that long. Overdrawing it is definitely easier than overfading it for these guys. And a lot of people, most people listening right now that play a big fade are thinking, oh, I'd love to have those problems. You would until you have them. Yeah. And by the way, that should be a, a, a consoling thought to you when you get on the driving range. That guy that hits it, that misses left, is just as mad about it as you are missing all the time right. And he's actually probably in worse shape than you are. Yeah, I think a miss, uh, to your point, the miss to the right uh, for a right-handed golfer, you can control. Um, that quick hook um, that got into Rory's bag is is really hard to recover from. Um, yeah. And so I think it's... I think it's refreshing that the, a professional golfer at his level is so honest about the process that he goes through when he makes these changes. Um, he's a great interview. Um, he is very honest, very open, um, whether it's about his golf swing, whether it's about the proposed PGL that seems to have reared its head yet again. Um, he always just comes out with a, a refreshing, honest interview. All right, so let's talk about the PGL. Do we that, have to? That it's was the around, other. <laughs> it's been around for like seven years and nothing's happened. That do, we, was, do we really need to talk about it? We'll refresh everybody's memory. The Premier Golf League is this idea of a competing golf league. It was going to be 40-some-odd players, 18 events. Every player's got to play them all. All the top players, they're going to get paid just for being there. Team format, not individual format. Team, well, they were going to play individual. They're going to play their own ball, but you were going to be on a team. Right. 
And so bonus money tied to how your team did at the end of the season. Uh, and that's as close as we got to an actual blueprint. Was there going to be a team event somewhere? Probably. They didn't say. Was there going to be a match play event? Probably. Somewhere they didn't say. They said all the best golf courses, all the best players, 18 starts, big money. Uh, but so that was uh, that was right before the COVID shutdown. And it, that really is uh, most of the players had said something on the record. They had some interest from some players, but Brooks said no. Rory said no. Uh, Tiger never said anything. I don't know how you do it. You know, at that point in time, it was going to be hard to do this without Tiger, who was the reigning Masters champion. Remind me, did Phil go on the record about it? Phil didn't go on the record, but he went over and played in Saudi Arabia. The money right. was from Saudi Arabia, so we just felt like that was an answer. And Phil had some pretty, uh, pretty in the middle quotes here, as he, you know, and, and pretty pro PGL quotes this past week too, in that hey, it would be better for fans if they knew they could get all the stars every every week. And, you know, but I don't know that the players would give up control of their schedules. He says, we, we, they do in other sports, but we don't. I don't know. if they, He said it would be a very selfless act for the players to give up control of their schedules. Selfless act. That's an interesting spin. Selfless act for $30 million. For $30 million. <laughs> I, could, yeah. I could be pretty selfless for $30 million. There are reports that they offered $30 million to Justin Rose. They've also offered $30 million to Dustin Johnson. John McGinnis thought, well, there's a flaw right there because those two guys aren't worth the same thing. One guy's the number one player in the world, and the other one's Justin Rose. So it doesn't mean that Justin's not worth 20, or $30 million, but it means that whatever he's worth, Dustin's worth more. Right Yay, now. I'm so excited. <laughs> and uh, neither one, no idea if either one of them would take, uh, would take the money. So it comes up again. The interesting timing about it is, okay, so now, now the world is clearing up. Golf is, uh, money's being spent. Golf is continuing to be played. That's one reason why it comes up. That, that's the side of things that you could kind of start to understand. The side that you can't understand is that we just did this, the Super League in soccer. I was exactly going to say that. Um, and Rory brought that up in his interview. Yeah. And went so far as to say it is what it is. It's a money grab. And if you're interested in only making money, then good for you. But this is a money grab. And uh, obviously the Super League got called out on that as well. Twelve teams, big money just playing each other, all the big teams. And uh, look, we, we, well, you, no, they'd invite two. I think it was two other teams in occasionally they would invite them. Right? I think that's right. Like, uh, like the non-conference games. It was very selfless of them. Yeah. Very selfless act. So, but that went away quickly. The English six pulled out like the day after they announced they were in. Yeah. All the, of them. The interesting thing was that was, well, I don't want to to sound definitive on it, but it seemed to me that that was driven by fan reaction. Uh, there was so much backlash from the fans. There were, there were protests outside the stadiums. I mean, and people from a grassroots level really threw this back um, at the proposed Super League. I don't know that you'd see that in golf. I don't know if golf fans would, would protest at Quail Hollow of, you know, we don't want the PGL. So it would have to be a player-driven situation to to kind of stop this don't you agree i do agree and the other thing that happened in soccer two things the fans i think were the very much the surprising part of this Uh, i don't think anybody saw this coming fan revolt fast and furious the other thing is was that their big governing body the big governing body of soccer uh fifa said hey if you play in this new league you're not playing in the world cup and if you grow up playing soccer you grow up dreaming of playing in the World Cup. So they took away the number one item on every soccer player's list. Now, a lot of them have already played in the World Cup, but they still don't want to take that off. Right. 
So the difference in golf is the PGA Tour, who would clearly be competed against, and the European Tour by this new league, they don't run any of the majors. Yeah, they have said that you would lose your PGA Tour card, but to your point, there's nothing that would preclude any of these players that, should we use the word defect, um, from playing in the U.S. Open, the Masters, or the PGA Championship, or the Open. It would take some collusion then, which that's an interesting word because that's that's an actionable word. And believe me, the attorneys have lined up on both sides. You would have to get the World Golf Ranking people to say, all right, we're just not going to give World Golf Ranking points for that. If you've got Justin Rose and Dustin Johnson and, and Phil Mickelson in an event, you've got to give them some World Golf Ranking points. That event is worthy of something. If you really got four of the top 10 and, and 20 of the top 100 in your group of 40, that's a field that is worthy of points. How, I don't know how you could be a points deeming organization and not give those points and not be in an actionable position. So that's where you can see this has gotten very messy. If they get points, they'll be able to play in the majors. Now, the reason to not give them points is is you could say, well, they're never going to fall out. Well, that would be my point is you would create a situation where the top 20 hypothetically would be capped um, and that the guy at 30 and 40 would never be able to break into that because he's never going to compete against the best fields. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an interesting situation. There's a lot of, there's a lot of mud there. The question is, is there any substance? Um, like I said, to begin this conversation, it's been around for seven years. They've courted players for a long period of time. Um, do you think that there is any substance to this? Yeah, uh, I think there's substance. But as you started the segment off, you, you pointed out Rory said, hey, but they've been telling me about this since 2014. So everybody's getting all the woke golf Twitter group, which, by the way, is totally confused by this because they hate the PGA Tour. But they can't take Saudi money either. They really don't know what to do about this. Uh, they're, so they're stuck. Uh, Rory says, I've been hearing about this for 2014. I, I can't see this coming together for a whole lot of reasons. I can't see yeah, it. I don't either. I, there's, the only substance that I see is that there's a lot of money behind it. That's but it. There's no sponsors. There's no TV deal. Um, there's no schedule. There's no venues that have come forward and said, we'd love to host an event. Um, it's kind of like when you want to bring a Formula One race to your country, but you don't have a racetrack and you don't have sponsors, but you just have a lot of money. It's, it's tough to build that infrastructure to make something like that work. Yeah. And there's, it's not the way they've seemed to have structured it. It's not an additional event kind of situation. It's a new tour. Yeah. Uh, electric scooters would be an idea. <laughs> Uh, too too much liability. Yeah, um, the uh, I I really think you could find locations. I think you could find a TV partner. What you couldn't find is the players. I don't think you're going to get more than four of the top ten. You're trying to get to 48. On your way to number 48 in the world golf ranking, I think you're at best you got 20. So now you got 20 of the top 48 players in the world. Is that going to sell? And what about the rest of where are the other 28 players going to come from? And who are they going to be? Because you're telling me it's the best against the best. No. What it turns out to be is it's some of the best against some of the same guys I could have watched in Tampa. Yeah. And by the way, there's 130 of them in Tampa. You're playing 48 guys. Who? Where am I supposed to believe the best golf actually is? Yeah, and I think you miss out on a lot of great stories. I mean, to segue back to Quail Hollow, Keith Mitchell's won one time on tour, struggled up and down, kept his card. 
you know, he's gone against Roy McIlroy, who was the number one player in the world for a long time, Gary Woodland, a U.S. Open champion, and you've got a guy trying to make his bones against the best in the world, and and that's a great story, and I think that brings people to golf. Um, the other thing about this is the PGA Tour is not going to sit back and do nothing. Um, obviously, they can revoke tour cards for players that make the jump to this league. And they also created a $40 million fund for the best players to share at the end of the year. Um, and so if the PGL has done anything, it's added probably $40 million to the coffers of the top players on the PGA Tour and given them a great incentive to stay. Isn't that nice? We'll take a break. When we come back, Ed Toledano from the Dogwood Invitational is going to join us. Ollie Dean sitting in. Derek Thomas, Brian Catrick. It's the Golf Show on the Fan 680 and 93.7 FM. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. And now it's time for Who's Driving? Brought to you by Ray Judice. If you're facing DUI charges, you need a DUI lawyer who will step up to the T for you. Call Ray Cell at 404-964-4185 to schedule an appointment. All right. It's very funny what you learn in some of the conversations with your coworkers. I started talking about uh, who's driving, and I say, hey, this week it's going to be Bryson. And Derek one time goes, yeah, it's always Tiger or Bryson. It's always Tiger or Bryson. Well, look, so uh, Bryson thought he'd missed the cut this week. He wasn't driving. Had he been driving, it might have been different. This guy sucks. Thought he'd missed the cut. He was two over. He was going to take one over. Well, the wind started blowing. That wind that we had here got up there to Charlotte, started taking these guys apart. He flew home to Dallas. By the time he landed, he had made the cut at two over par. When I heard that story, I was reminded of the time that you left um, Pine Tree thinking that thinking yes. that you had made it yes. and then found out when you got home that you had to go back and uh, compete in a playoff to try and get one of the last spots for the U.S. Amateur. It was, uh, it was the state am, and it was, yes. Yes, and not only had I gotten home, but I had gotten home. I'd played early. I was on the air at 5 o'clock. I'd gotten home. I'd taken a shower. Well, I know you didn't go to the gym like Bryson did. Looked at, uh, looked at my watch and realized I had time for a nap. And had actually gotten into the bed. Which is the Catrick form of workout. Yes, I was working out, and my phone starts blowing up, and I think it's a joke. Jim Corrigan texts me. He's like, I think you're going to need to get back up here. I'm like, ha, 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 I shot 73, I'm in. Rob Williams starts texting. Dave Burke starts texting. No, we're going to have a playoff. I'm like, good Lord, I'm not going to even make it. So I... Put the clothes on, ran every light I could possibly run. We got to Pine Tree in record time, just in time to go play the playoff. I got eight feet for birdie on the first hole to get a spot. Missed it. Plugged it in the face of the bunker on the next hole, and that was oh. the end of it. Oh, wow. Short? At least you didn't have to get on a plane, though. I didn't have to get on a plane. Bryson got home, found out that he'd made the cut, got a quick workout in, got back on the plane, came back. 
Landed like 2.45 in the morning, I think, or left at 2.45. You got your own plane. What does it matter? Played really well, though. Um, without a double on 18, I think he would have shot five under. So I still think he shot three under for the day. I think that's right. Uh, so a nice start for Bryson, and then it comes apart at the end. Yeah, he wound up he wound up shooting 68, which is by far his round of the week. He's at one under par. He's eight shots back. It's a little too far back, but he's going to make a nice check. He'll cover the gas bill for the play. He will, uh, hopefully. What do we think that is? I don't know. Uh, I got told one time that that plane fuel, jet, jet fuel, was at that point in time about the same price as uh, as regular fuel. Just the plane's going to use way more of it. The plane's going to use two hundred gallons of it. That doesn't seem right. I, it didn't seem right to me, but this guy had a plane. He was say, "Let's just ask Ed Toledano." Does he have a plane? How, how much the plane? How much the fuel costs for his jet? He is the chairman emeritus of the Dogwood Invitational, an event we're really proud of here in in this area. They do so much great work over at Druid Hills, coming up first week of June. Ed, welcome to the program. How are you? Thank you, gentlemen. I'm doing well. Uh, I just flew in, so sorry. <laughs> you might hear the jet in the back. So Ed uh... Tolendano is our Ray <laughs> Judice interview of the month. He doesn't actually have a plane. There's no room no. to land it in Maxie's, Georgia. No, there is not. Well, well, Highway 77 is a straight shot right in front of us. So if it was a thin wing, winged plane, maybe so. Okay. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, it is uh, hard to imagine that it's uh, dogwood season. It's also hard to imagine that Jim Roberts and Ed Klein are busy on this Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's the way it goes. When you're, when you're chairman and housing chairman, sometimes... Uh, you 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 take a pass and you you call the old man who used to do this and he says yes so here I am happy to be here though well we are so glad that you are with us uh, for those who don't know anything about the Dogwood Invitational Ed what do you tell them well it is a long-standing amateur tournament that's been held at Druid Hill since 1941 lots of great history uh, at Druid Hills as well as the tournament. Um, it uh, ran all the way through the 70s, had a little break until the 90s, resurrected it itself uh, as another major amateur tournament. And lo and behold, here we are um, many, many years after that first event back in 94 that we brought it back and have had uh, many, many, many great players uh, playing uh, at the Dogwood. As a matter of fact, if you take uh, you know a look at today's PGA leaderboard, you see that Keith Mitchell, Gary Woodland, Luke List, let's see, Jason Duffner, Kyle Stanley, Patrick Reed, all gentlemen who have played in the Dogwood in years past. So we've uh, we've been able to establish ourselves as a want-to-play event and one that we welcome so many great players like those guys I just mentioned. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the, the player list because obviously um, Atlanta should be incredibly proud of what the Dogwood Invitational was represented for amateur golf for, for all these many years. Um, do you have an international flair? Are there going to be international players this year? Uh, we, we do have a couple of international players uh, in the field. Uh, amazingly enough, with what we've been through in the last year, uh, a lot of these players have actually been in the country already uh, playing for their uh, for their schools. Uh, we have a gentleman from the Philippines, um, just flipping through our list here, we've got a couple of uh, Argentinians, some Australians. Uh, so we, we typically do have a pretty good mix of uh, international players, which is wonderful for us. And um, uh, we, we enjoy having that uh, 
different sound other than a southern draw on the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> Last year it was Brandon Mancino who won. A couple <clears throat> years, yes. a couple years before that, we had uh, we had a uh, Alex Ross shoot fifty. What? What was it? Fifty-seven. Fifty-seven. I mean, I, I was surprised, Ed. You know, I'm a big fan, so I'm going to talk about the Dogwood Invitational anyway. But I look at the uh, show reports from from PGA Tour Radio that day. Everybody was talking about the 57 from Alex Ross. I think it was a worldwide uh, splash in the golf uh, media world for sure. Um, and Alex was just such an unassuming young man. And to recap that wonderful day, we had to play 36 holes because of rain issues. Uh, he played his morning round, didn't think he was going to go anywhere. Stepped on to the first tee, which was the tenth tee for him uh, in um, in his afternoon round, and asked what the course record was jokingly. And lo and behold, we start to get a buzz of how many birdies this gentleman is firing off, and um, there's a big crowd. And you just watched Alex; he was in such a zone. Um, you know, as scary as that 57 is in amazingness, uh, it, it could have been lower. Wow. Huh. I mean, he he almost uh, double-eagled uh, number seven, and he almost hit the pin on number nine uh, coming in, which, again, if those two things had happened, it, we would have put a – statue of Alex out on the golf course. <laughs> what the youngest uh, youngest person to ever get a golf statue is. You know, Alex Ross coming in there about oh. 21 years old. <laughs> You're not really supposed That's, to get statues. Uh, we, <laughs> yeah, look that up for me. All right, I'll, uh, Derek Thomas is all over that. <laughs> I'm going to default to Bobby Jones. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. But, you know, it's cool this year. We actually have three former champions in the field, and that's the first time in a long time that we have uh, had that many former champions. Of course, Brandon Mancino is back to defend his 2019 title. Uh, Ashton Poole, who won the year before in 2018. And then Trey Rule, who has just recently gotten his amateur status back, is uh, also in the field this year. So we're excited to have those three gentlemen uh, carrying the, the trophy name with them. Still have a golf ball that Trey gave my son. Henry. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Awesome. Little Henry was nice. hanging out around the golf course, and uh, and Trey gave him a gave him a golf ball. Which you know we're we're big Kennesaw State guys. Trey played at Mercer, so the golf ball's got a big Mercer M on it, and uh, and he signed. I'm pretty sure he signed it. And you know Henry just loved him. Little little <laughs> dude loved Trey. He was super nice. But I'm thinking, man, I can't really show this to anybody. <laughs> but just cover up the the M with your thumb. <laughs> no, nope, it's on display at the house. It's uh, there you sitting go. there on the shelf with the big orange M on it. Ed Toledano, our guest, Dogwood Invitational coming up. TheDogwood.com is the website. So you have a great field, obviously. Um, to have that many number of previous champions is, is incredible. Um, how, how do you set your qualification process for the Invitational, and is there – is there a qualifying process for those not invited to, to participate and compete? Yeah, we, we, we do have criteria relative to selection of players, certainly, and that runs everywhere from ranking to past wins to team play. Um, as, as much as you try to put columns in place 
from which to pick a player. Uh, there's a lot of variables that go in into selection of, of these uh, young men to come and play. Uh, we do have an open qualifier. Uh, the Monday of the tournament is our open qualifier. That registration is still available uh, on our website if uh, anybody wants to get out and tussle with these gents. Um, and, and it's a long process for us. We usually begin assessing players in the late fall. Uh, our invitations go out in January, and then we just try to herd all the cats into the registration process as soon as we can. And I believe our registration for the tournament proper is going to be cutting off uh, uh, next weekend, uh, and then we'll set our field from there. <clears throat> There'll be <clears throat> excuse me, eight, eight players from the qualifier that get in. Um, so we'll have an ultimate field of around 120 players. We do play um, a 54-hole cut, so players will play three rounds, and then we'll cut to low 40 in ties for the final day. Um, looking forward to it this year after not last year. <laughs> Ed Taladano joins us here on the Golf Show. Derek Thomas here. Ed, thanks again for joining us. We just want to ask, what's going on with the uh, golf course right now? How is it looking? Uh, it's uh, fantastic. Joe Hollis and his crew, our superintendent, uh, has really sharpened the saw uh, over there. Um, there are less trees than there used to be, so the grass is growing nicely. Uh, they've got a new trimming schedule up, so you've got tighter lies all around the green surrounds. One of the neat things that Bill Bergen, our golf course architect, has uh, worked with us on is putting a lot more um, natural areas in that are really not in play, but they give such visual focus on the golf course that that's something that really shines that's been different over the years uh, for us. So we're, we're looking forward to uh, seeing how the players um, see this because they didn't get to see it last year. So we've had a, really two years of growing of all this uh, uh, new additions. Um, we'll play to right around 7,000 yards or so. Um, we... we we have seen, as we all know, and like you guys were talking about, the long bombing uh, players. Um, Druid Hills, you can get off the tee fairly well. There's not a whole lot of trouble unless you're really one way or the other, left or right. But really, it's our, our green surrounds and greens that um, make it a challenge. It's all bent grass, which uh, is one of those rarities um, in the South. And again, shout out to Joe Hollis, who just keeps these things with the sub-air systems just perfect. So it, it should be an exciting uh, tournament with some of those new adjustments on the course. Ed Toledano, always great to hear your voice. Thank uh, you, sir. Gillen House Bed and <laughs> Breakfast out in Maxie's is where you find him. I haven't been out That's there right. yet, but it sounds awesome. And, uh, uh, it's a great place. And we look forward to seeing you. Hopefully you're, you're poking around at least a little bit tournament week. We'll be out there at Druid Hills. Uh, the week before the golf tournament starts. So uh, yes, uh, I I will be there some. I uh, am uh, fortunate enough that the the committee has uh, asked me to be um, the uh, MC slash uh, representative for uh, our little uh, taste of the dogwood event, which is our long drive contest. So I'll definitely be there the first night, uh, first day, and then first evening for that event. So I'm looking forward to that. All the best to you and Cinzia. Ed, thanks for the time. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate it, and uh, all the best to everyone. All right, you got it. That's Ed Taladano, chairman, chairman emeritus of the Dogwood Invitational. That means forever. Right. Thank you for that. <laughs>
I didn't know if you knew that. I probably didn't. <laughs> just sounded really good. <laughs> it is a fancy title. TheDogwood.com. Ed is our Ray Judice interview of the month. All right, we'll take a break. Ali Dean sitting in with us with Derek Thomas. We will uh, continue to talk about the story. A friend of the show just picked up a win in Thailand. And I'm pretty sure that uh, that the player that he was caddying for is pretty good, too. It's the Golf Show on the Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps it $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Welcome back to The Golf Show, your Sunday morning tea time with Brian Katrick and Mike Paul. Presented by Mizuno, Atlanta's hometown premium performance sports brand. This is Atlanta's golf station, The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Huge win on the LPGA Tour for Pete Godfrey. Pete Godfrey? Pete Godfrey. He doesn't sound like an LPGA Tour player. No, you're right. He's the caddy for Area Jutanagarn. Pete lives here in town. Played golf with Pete. You have played golf with Pete. Pete's a fine player. He is. A very good caddy. Clearly a wonderful caddy. He is also married to LPGA star, LPGA superstar. Agree with that. Jane Park. And one of the nicest women in all of golf. She's just the best. Agreed. Uh, So Pete and Area just won in Thailand. Her home country. How about that? First native born to win the tournament in 14 years. Congratulations to uh, to Aria Jutanagarn. Such an incredible talent. Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking. Oh, she, I mean, she won the British Open with Pete, and she didn't even hit driver. I had her driver in my garage. Did she know? I think she probably knew. So she didn't get to the course and go, where's my driver? And then Pete said, oh, I'm sorry, I loaned it to Brian. <laughs> I left it in the garage, in the garage. That would have been awkward. Yes, well, considering I was a couple thousand miles away, it was irretrievable at that point in time. Uh, Yeah, she just, she hits it forever and didn't need that aspect of her bag. But uh, congratulations to Aria Jutanagarn. And congratulations to Pete. Big win. Darn right. Uh, All right, Derek Thomas, did you see the issues they're having down at the Walker Cup? I heard briefly about it, but not just a few details. It sounds a little weird. Walker Cup, every two years, best amateur players in the world, kind of Ryder Cup style, it, but it's it's actually just the United States against Great Britain and Ireland. It's been one-sided over the years. It's been one-sided the last couple of years. Uh, but they're down at Seminole Golf Club, and they alternate just like the Ryder Cup. They play over here, then they play over there. Uh, they come to Seminole Golf Club, and... Just about everybody on both teams gets some sort of a stomach bug. All right, so first thing, you're terrified that it's COVID. 
Well, that was ruled out quickly. Yeah, they, well, because they've all been tested. Everybody's been tested. Everybody around the club, all the spectators, everybody's been tested. So it just, you know, no matter where, how deep you are in the conspiracies, they couldn't miss this. They did a hundred tests, and none of them are, none of them are positive. So I think we can, at that point, we can rule it out. Uh, then they think briefly that it's food poisoning. That was the last that I'd heard. You gave me an update this morning that they feel like it was not food poisoning. Yeah, well, the teams didn't dine together. Oh. What's the truth, damn it? Uh, so they, they, uh, then they were saying that the, the teams, that, that there was a sandwich shop in town that brought them sandwiches for one of the practice rounds. Uh, but then that would have been too late for food poisoning. Although I had a chef tell me one time. Food poisoning comes from a meal that you ate at least 24 hours ago. Everybody eats something bad, and they get they they get you know they go sit on John for a, an hour and a half. So it could have been bad mayonnaise on they, the sandwich. They blame the last thing they ate, but they say it's never. The chef said it's never the last thing you ate. It's it's like three meals ago. Hmm. Now that could have just been the chef covering his rear end. Seems like a good excuse yeah. for the chef. <laughs> I don't really know, but he did say that. Uh, so apparently it was just stomach bug. They went all the way through some some uh, some of the alternates got to play. Yeah, actually, one of the alternates got to play. Uh, made a bomb of a putt for par on 17. Um, hit an incredible approach shot on 18 that led to them winning. And his reward was uh, the player he replaced felt better, and he gets to sit down the rest of the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Strafacci was too sick to go. The Americans had to use an alternate also. Uh, very first Walker Cup. Bernard Darwin. A writer at the time, uh, correspondent for the Times in London. He came over. They played the first Walker Cup at National Golf Links, 1922. Somebody got sick. They just pointed at Bernard. Hey, man, you got your clubs? And he played. He actually won a match also. Good for him. <laughs> he beat William Phones, who I believe won the U.S. Open. Guy <laughs> beat him in a singles match. Showed up as a writer. So that's pretty good. Uh, all right, what else? Well, let's get the score. USA is leading going into today's matches, so, seven to five. So glad you're here. Uh, they have single. Were you going to tell me that, Derek? No, I was just cheering we're USA. Gonna, but yeah, I'm glad Ollie's here to keep you on track. We're going to end the show without giving. Oh, the don't score. put that pressure on me. Uh, they have singles matches and foursome matches again today. It's only two days. Yeah, it's foursomes in the morning, singles in the afternoon. Again, is that right? That sounds right. There was a great match uh, yesterday USA. afternoon: Alex Fitzpatrick yes. and Pearson Cootie. Yeah. It's going to be on today. Don't miss it. Derek, Ollie, thanks. Braves later tonight. Don't miss it. Thepodcastpark.com is your home for the fans' entire stable of original podcasts. If you're a true Atlanta sports fan, you need to stay connected to shows like Welcome to Madlanta, featuring Atlanta's rich history of sports legends. College football fans will love the Chuck Oliver Show podcast. Two hours of college football talk every day, all year. And baseball fans get to dive into Domino's archive of baseball legends on hardball. Subscribe to all these great shows and so many more anywhere you Get your podcasts or stream them free 24-7 at thepodcastpark.com. Presented by Associated Credit Union. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy. Celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. 
and it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundations sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off. What is the biggest cause of foundation problem? Either poor construction, inferior site preparation, or weather. Drought causes cracks in your foundations. If you see any signs of foundation issues, please contact us at atlantaramjack.com. 